Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu Brothers and sisters Welcome back to the After School Dawah podcast welcome I'm back. not going to say it this it's time It's been a minute <laughs> He said it anyway He said it anyway um, But yeah anyways This is our Is our first episode for uh, 2022 2020 <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Not 2022 bro Two years late <laughs> Is it is that our first episode this year? Yeah. Or yeah. Second? First that's recording. First, first recording, yeah. yeah first, first recording, first recording mashallah. <coughs> yeah, yeah. That's sick, that's sick. Yeah, so obviously this is our first episode then this mm-hmm. year. Alhamdulillah, like we've been going on for about two years now then. Yeah. Two years, subhanAllah. You know, I think I've noticed an extra person here today. Yeah, so today we have a very special episode because, because we have a guest with us. Man like um, <laughs> <laughs> Nice <laughs> to meet you all. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> man, like Riyadh Muslim, right? So he is right. Um, for those of you that don't know, he has a TikTok um page, right? Alhamdulillah, I think he has uh, over two hundred fifty thousand followers on there now, and he makes really really cool videos. Um, very beneficial. I I got very addicted to your videos. I'm gonna lie. I was like, I'll just like legit like Saul told me about you, and I was like, okay, let me check his out. I'll check out one video of yours. I'll check one video. I checked out the first video. Yeah, two hours later, I'm like, there's no more videos left. No exaggeration. No exaggeration. Alhamdulillah, like one thing is, yeah, is like when you are trying to deliver advice to people, right? Trying to benefit their lives. And especially for you, you're, you're giving them knowledge about Islam in it. And some of the topics that you're, you were talking about, like hijab and stuff as well, is very, um, is very difficult to... You know, deliver that type of yeah, message, but true. you do it very well. Alhamdulillah. You do it very well. Yeah, people only see the finished product. Yeah, yeah. The process behind it. Alhamdulillah. So, yeah. Uh, of course, there's a lot of refining, a lot of repeating, but Alhamdulillah, uh, we get there eventually. We got to check it, pass it on to some people that check the videos. They uh, verify it, then it gets uploaded. So it's it's a process, but Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless you, I can imagine, like, um, like let's say we're doing a podcast right now, innit? With this, it's like, yo, I can sit down, I can take my time <laughs> explaining things. But, like, let's say TikTok or Instagram Reels, right? you got to fit, you, you fit in that small little time period, yeah. right? But I guess that is the attention people have as well, mm. you know? So it's, it's really beneficial, but it's very difficult to do that. Yeah, it's, it's like, and you know, the, the thing is, bro, people are like zombies on TikTok, right? Mm. Everyone's swiping away, <laughs> and they're looking for that sense of fulfillment, right? It's obviously something they're never going to get, so they swipe and they swipe and they swipe. <laughs> so... You have to, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, just because. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. Okay. So, yeah, you have to um, capture the viewer with like a hook. You mm. have to keep them engaged. You have to give them fact after fact after fact. So, this is why actually with all my videos, they're, they're somewhat scripted. They're somewhat yeah. structured. Because if I, if I let my, my, you know, myself speak, then I'm going to fill in words that aren't necessary. And then people just carry on swiping. Mm. And since we're talking about people's akhirah, it's very important that we capture that and keep them watching the video until the very end so they benefit the most. But alhamdulillah. Now, there's like a little bit of advice there for anyone that makes videos. <laughs> yeah. So I asked you this um, prior to um, the recording, but you know, for in front of everyone as well. So why did you start making um, TikTok videos? Okay, so um, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. So um, for those who don't know, I have a YouTube channel called People of Islam. Right. And on there, I use like really high quality video editing to the point where it takes me like five, six months to edit a video. And wow. in that process, bro, it's so long. Like you just got to constantly edit and edit and edit. Yeah. And I knew TikTok was like this new up and coming thing where you can just hop on there, make a video and then yeah, it pushes yeah. it out to many people. Yeah. So I thought whilst I'm editing, I'll start filming like these short one minute reminders or something. And subhanAllah, it got a bit of traction here and there. But one time, bro, it just proper like, took off. It proper took off. And I thought it was like a one-time thing because you know on TikTok, one video yeah, goes viral, then everything dies down. Yeah, yeah. But alhamdulillah, bro, it was getting traction, man. Like I was speaking about certain topics and people needed it. So I found myself gravitating more towards TikTok because a lot of benefit was coming from it and <coughs> I stepped away from YouTube a little bit. Um, and the reality is, bro, media is going down a weird direction. It used yeah. to be like about the best studios, the best lighting, uh, the best editing, but now it's about literally get in front of a camera do something stupid oh. or just talk do you know what i mean whatever gets the biggest dopamine rush <laughs> exactly so yeah, you've got to jump yeah. with the times bro i mean yeah. it's part of dawah you it's do. part of yeah. anything you've just got to you jump do. on the times and make sure you utilize it to the 100%. best of your ability 100%, 100%, 100%. 100%. it's like you know um i remember norman ali khan right in one of his lectures he said that okay you know if you look back at the time of musa right at his time um magic was such a big thing right 
and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him you know the powers of okay the stick it would turn into a snake much superior to anything that the magicians of the pharaoh could do mm. you know um isa salam at his time it was healing and what was he able to do he was able to perform miracles of healing of like you know resurrecting yeah, yeah. birds and etc right and then at the time of prophet muhammad sallam, he had the best miracle of all in it right but at that time poetry was a really big thing they used to actually go on blood wars between poetry and like their families and tribes would beef over it, right? So it was, it was a big medium for them at the time. And what did the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi get? The Quran, the Quran, right? Which is um, obviously I'm not going to say that the Quran is poetry in it, right? It's but is the most superior form of, you know, linguistic mm-hmm. literature and etc. Right? Um, especially spoken, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if we look at it now, right, in today's a- day and age, right, media is the biggest platform. Media is what most people they learn through media. They learn through media, right? It is the biggest um, influencer, right? Definitely. And definitely, that's why we should be utilizing these platforms. You know? Yeah. And yeah. Where, where there's a need, bro, you've got to be there. Especially yeah. if you're trying to bring benefit to the people. And what you'll find is that with TikTok, you have a lot of corruption, bro. I've seen things on there mm. where light it makes your eyes open up wide, and you just cannot yeah, believe yeah. what you'll see. Sometimes very you think true. this is not true. Like you see people breaking their fast with alcohol. You have people saying no being, you know, uh, a certain uh, sexuality is halal. They make it halal. So you have these people just speaking from their whims and desires, bro. And when you see people messing around, yeah. around that much, you get those with weak iman jumping on the hype. Just like, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Mm. This is social conditioning, bro. Mm. So we have the truth. We know we have the objective truth. So we've got to jump into the middle of that and we need to fight that all off. So Alhamdulillah. No, an idea that we just mentioned for one of our future episodes. Uh, sure. We're going to talk about how you have to be very careful about who you take knowledge from and information from nowadays due to that fact mm. that many people just believe that they can, their opinion will be right and you know how they see things and what they say uh, is is how things are 100%. when in reality they're not as they're not students of knowledge or people of knowledge that they, they could be making those claims and loads of people have been exposed for it even my sister she showed me someone who was uh, exposed for it recently and he compl- turned out to be a complete fraud 100%. and he was just you you know using it for his own personal gain so you yeah. know I have to be very careful about that yeah. how did they catch him uh he um was this the Twitter like one? Yeah, yeah, the Twitter one. Twitter <laughs> one he had yeah. like, you know, multiple accounts and they kind of, they didn't <coughs> link. And oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they just, it, people yeah. dug down and they found out. That he basically, it was, it, was, it was like he was sharing, uh, <coughs> well, it was, I think it was a she behind it. I think it was yeah, some yeah, sister behind she, it. Yeah. So it was this fake account on Twitter, right? Or this one fake account on Twitter. And it was basically this guy <coughs> who ran a, uh, who used to share like Islamic content. So just hadiths, right? Uh, and the guy's name was Mujahid, right? <coughs> So this was the name of the account. And so he just used to share hadiths, like beneficial content, Quran reminders, whatever, right? Just in text form. And so what happened was he got into an alleged car accident and yeah. they set up a GoFundMe. And you can see what yeah. happens after, right? You can kind of imagine. So the money just went. And then right. I think someone said they raised about like, a hun- they wanted to raise about 150K. They raised about some amount. I'm not sure how much they raised. Yeah. Uh, because loads of, and the thing was loads of big, like a lot of, there's this kind of entity on Twitter called Muslim Twitter. I don't know if you heard it before, but it's basically just loads of big Muslim kind of influencers and stuff like that. And uh, people that share beneficial content, stuff like that Muslim. On, on Twitter. It's called Muslim Twitter. So lots of Muslim Twitter people, big names, started following this guy because he was sharing content. And so either they either they, they themselves were ignorant or maybe they were in on it. Allahu Alam, I don't mm. know. But... I'm assuming most of them are probably ignorant of it, right? Let's assume the best. And people, their followers started donating to this account. Mm. And this guy got a lot of, like, this account got a lot of money. And then obviously, like, um, they were alleging that this guy was, like, uh, he was he was a Medina university student or whatever. Mm. And, like, yeah. he was buried in uh, the uh, Bakhi Cemetery, whatever. And then, obviously, Medina students came out and they were like, we don't we know this guy. This like, guy. <laughs> we never heard of this guy. All the shiukh were like, we don't know this guy. We never heard of this guy. Yeah. And so it became clear that this was a massive scam. And people got their money refunded in the end. I think their sister repented. But just just the point on, on what, you, what you both said before. I think traditional media, uh, well, while we have this new wave of new media coming out now with TikTok and, and YouTube shorts and reels and Instagram reels or whatever, mm. I think traditional media shouldn't be neglecting. We talked about this wave like in the past as well. Is that... You know, when I go when I go to work and I go on my lunch break, right? There's a local shop near my work, right? I go to that shop and the amount of times I've seen people buy a newspaper, I can't see yeah. it, especially old people. 
they still buy those newspapers mm. and what those newspapers are the sun the daily mail etc right so That's we need to we need to work ourselves into that market like yeah fair enough we've got people like Riyad mashallah doing new media but we also need people working the into the newspaper market the traditional media market the 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 tv stations that etc all this type of stuff right um because that's a, that's like we might be targeting let's say the under 40s with tiktok but be, above that age range we need to target them target as well obviously everyone. that way isn't res- age restricted Friend, this is the beauty of dawah and islam in general yeah i mean today i was uh, subhanallah i was in a class we were talking about this today and they had a list of companions of the prophet with the age next to it Bro, oh from wow. the age of 8 all the way to 50, these were the first converts. And there was like a list of like 35 of them or something like that. Right. I was just thinking, subhanAllah, looking at the list, Ali ibn Abi Talib, you've got Umar radiallahu an, you've got all these names. And you can see that there's a wide spectrum of age, old and, and young, rich and poor, high in status, low in status. Mm. And this is Islam, bro. It's for everyone. Mm. And I was thinking all these people benefited Islam in different ways. They all had different strengths yeah. and different weaknesses and they utilize these strengths for the sake of Allah and they all end up ended up achieving different things. Mm. So it goes in line with what you said that, yes, for me, maybe perhaps I'm good at delivering short speeches. Like I've tried long speeches. I'm not very good mm. at it. I waffle quite a lot. But you have people who are just powerful. They can give one hour lectures and it hits different. Yeah. And you have people, for example, who are very good at writing. So then they go into the magazines and the, the newspapers and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And this is the beauty of Islam. It's holistic. It's for everyone. And everyone has a space in terms of giving da'wah. So Definitely. me, you, 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 everyone watching <coughs> can give da'wah in their own way. Some people Whether give da'wah yeah. just through their actions. Like exactly. I've met so many people, they'll, they won't be, you won't re- um, regard them as the most, the best Muslims, as in the most practicing with the most knowledge. But just through their actions, they do the basics. They pray, they're so kind, they smile, they say salam first every time. Through that alone, they're my favorite people. Yeah. And I know so many people like that. They're like, you know, this is an example of a Muslim. He might not know the whole Quran, he might not know every hadith, but in his actions you can tell this guy's a Muslim. Well said, and bro, the fitrah is the something <coughs> that we all have. And as we grow up, our fitrah gets clouded, you know. Mm. And this is why you have people breaking off into different religions, different sects, and even deviate from, from the, the, the path as well, the, the, the true path. And different things uncloud the fitrah. For example, how many times have you heard someone listening to the Quran one time and they become a Muslim? They're like, there's no way this is yeah. the, the speech of man. How many times have you seen, like, for example, someone walk into a shop and a Muslim man uh, serves them, but with best character, with top character. So then they're like, Islam is amazing. How many times have we seen someone look into the rational arguments of Islam and they think there's no way that this is not true? Mm. Everyone's got a different way of coming back to Islam, whether Muslim or non-Muslim. And it's subhanAllah, bro, that no other religion can do that. It's because it's not true. It's one of the things, and it's like, at the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that, you know, he guides whom he wills. You know, you can give da'wah to people. You can, you know, tell them about okay, the logical proofs, etc. This and that. Mm. Why Quran is true? Why Prophet Muhammad is a liar, etc. You can talk about this, but at the end of the day, if Allah wants them to be guided, it doesn't matter who it is; they're gonna be guided. Mm. You know, and that's what we do. Yeah. And hundred percent, like always keep that in mind. Isn't it? Yeah, that's the point I was gonna say. Is <coughs> uh, just a addendum to that point. Uh, you know. I think it's important to keep track of our um, outlook or on certain non-Muslims because I feel like, especially online, people like Jordan Peterson, for example, yeah. Muslims will overhype him, man. Like, look, I get the fact that some of his ideas are in line with Islam. Mm. Fair enough, we can say that much, yeah? That's actually true. But when we shouldn't be going to the point where we're considering this guy like above and beyond everything else mm. like oh man I, sh- I so wish this guy was a Muslim like calm down man <laughs> you don't need to overhype people like this all the time you can say what about him is true and obviously he's still a non-Muslim yeah <clears throat> he still understands Islam and he's, he has up to up in this point rejected it Allah whether he's still ignorant on certain parts of it or not mm. we're not going to say whether you know wh- whether his status is with Allah but when we shouldn't be overhyping personalities like this. I see a lot of this, like John Peterson, Russell Brand, these type of people that have said something before in not even in, in, in favor of Islam particularly, maybe in favor of like Palestine, for example. Yeah. They'd be like, Oh, imagine this guy was a Muslim, he perceived yeah. like Well like it, it makes sense in, in a way because remember at the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, sorry yes. to just but before Umar radiallahu converted to Islam, yeah. remember he made a dua to Allah saying, Oh Allah bring Umar to Islam yeah. or I forgot who else it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, but the Prophet understood yeah. the influence and impact it was have because what when Umar converted to Islam, it was a massive dent in at uh, the time. Like, I think it was the Quraysh. Yeah. Sorry, they just lost their lost they lost their best 
one of the best people because Omar was insane. He was a fighter. He was strong. He had a massive influence. He was no like regular person. Yeah, and after all the torture the Muslims went through, <coughs> yeah, they couldn't pray. It in front was of a the massive Kaaba. relief for them. Yeah, but when he became a Muslim, they led the Muslims. He led the Muslims yeah. with Hamza, and they all prayed in, in front of the Kaaba for the first time. So influence does matter. When you yeah. have these influences become Muslim, it has a huge effect, yeah. huge. and they knew that as well. Because people follow them like sheep. This is the reality. Yeah. If you were to follow the majority of the people on earth, they will t- take you away from the, the straight path. But what oh. I think you're trying to say is we need to be careful not to worship them. Or not to Sancti- idolize Sanctification, them. right? And we don't, we don't want to put <coughs> them on a pedestal that they don't deserve. There's a sad reality as well because the, the Muslims treat the Muslims the worst. <laughs> Bro, a white <laughs> person comes into the room. Yeah. Yo, let me just lay down a carpet for you. Where's the carpet at? <laughs> You know, I go I go to down to like um, I remember when I went uh, Blackpool with my family in it. Yeah. Right. And there was this, this Muslim uh, fish and chip shop, and bro, they treated us like crap. Like my my parents, they treated them like crap. Mm. White person comes in, yo, let me just um, yeah, let me wipe uh, your shoes <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> let me just lick it off for you, like you know. Subhanallah is um is an inferiority complex, mm. and that is the basis of all of it. But yeah, I really like um Riyadh's point. You know about, you know, like let's say. You know, we have um, we have we we have sheikhs like you know Mufti Mink, right? Mm. And then wh- who's that? Um, who's that Australian guy? I think he's oh, Australian. Um, Muhammad Hoblos. Muhammad Hoblos, yeah, right? Yeah. And then you have uh, Muhammad Abdul Jabbar. So you have like okay, so what? Some of them they're very very uh, they're intense. very strong, yeah. they're very intense, right? Um, you could say very harsh or sometimes a bit of an angry manner. Um, but then others like Mufti Meng, Omar Suleiman, right? They're a bit soft-spoken, uh. and people think, okay, what's the right way of giving dawah? End of the day, There's look no at way. it. Prophet Muhammad you had him, then you had Abu Bakr, you had Umar, right? All they were different. different. All very different. They were very different. Umar radiAllahu an, he was very headstrong. You know, he's very the guy blunt. that would like, <laughs> you know, de- decapitate you, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no question. <laughs> he's an aggressive. So, what is the right type of Muslim at mm. the end of the day? Look, Islam, like Riyadh said, is a r- <coughs> holistic religion. It is something that appreciates all of your characteristics. But at the end of the day, is given to you by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What we need to do is we need to look at Quran. We need to look at Hadith. We need to look at the Prophet sallallahu and the Sahabas. And we just need to look at them for inspiration mm. and do our best. Do our best. Look at the guidance. Do our best. But anyways, that being said. That being said. Right, that being said. So <laughs> in today's yeah, episode, yeah, yeah. right? The main event. Yeah. The main <laughs> event. And you guys part. can play along with us. sidetrack. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a sidetrack in it. Uh, but, you know, you guys can play along with us. We are going to play a game. A game. Tell me, what's the game called? The game is called The Game. It's called a game. <laughs> nice. It says on the box. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <as> well. <laughs> it's called a game. I was like, yeah, that's nah, some so dead joke, you know. I'm sure you all know our brothers are freshly grounded. Uh, oh, Faisal, who I met at the Mufti Menken. Oh, yeah, Saad met him. We'll put the picture yeah, right yeah, here. <laughs> Brother Faisal, uh, just uh, regarding the picture. Uh, what was the comment I made again? I forgot. <laughs> that, uh, you, you said something like, you're, you're looking to meet Saad. So, Faisal, I see you got a picture with Saad. I was also lucky to get one with him too. Something along those lines. Right? <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, I wish, I wish could I could get, get one today. You could get one today. Yeah, we just got a whole picture with him. Forget a picture. Um, but yeah, no, alhamdulillah. They created a card game. And uh, I have I had a chance to look at this before and uh, my sister bought it. And it's very deep. Uh, very deep. Very, very thought-provoking. Deep. Yeah. Uh, everyone's going to be very pensive. So, yeah. We'll uh, we'll give this a go. And if you yeah, guys want to Is it like Cards Against Humanity? It's... Like that, but it's the complete opposite. You're I think not it's for humanity. You're not this one. <laughs> yeah. Cards for humanity. Nah, I wanted to play the other one. When it's I'm not trying to make you laugh. It's trying to make you cry. Yeah. 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 So you know. uh, the rules of the game, simple, how to play. Be vulnerable and don't judge. Oof. That's it. The only rules. So. You know, um, my personality type is ENFJ. <laughs> and the J, the J is for judgment. So I don't <laughs> think that's possible, my guy. <laughs> well, okay. Hey, yeah, we'll try. We'll try. We need, we need to have <laughs> a... Uh, an allowance of skipping yeah yeah definitely, definitely. Oh, we need yeah. to have like a bit of a penal- penalty penalty for skipping bro Should so we have what, a penalty what's the penalty going what are you thinking uh i don't know what's the oh, penalty? Okay, no do, do, do some sort of dicker or dua pe- penalty will do we'll do push-ups push-ups push-ups, push-ups. That's, that's hell, you know what you want to do push-ups 
When's the last time you did that? You put your coke down there after saying that. He's like, just let me hide that. Let me just hide the evidences. But yeah, anyways, before we them a good shuffle, we're going to start this soon. Also, I do want to tell everyone here, we got a bit of a special segment that's going to come up sooner. I mean, not sooner, but a bit, a bit, you know, maybe like let's say thirty minutes. We'll have a bit of a special segment, right? It's a bit of a surprise. It's a bit of a surprise. I don't know what it is. Yeah, a bit of a surprise. We have a special guest coming. Another one. Another one. What? Another one. And and a bit of a video. (laughs) No, no one knows about this. This is a bit of a surprise, and a bit of a video as well. And um, okay. we're, we're gonna have a reaction from everyone. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. This well, like, more got um, for us we got today. something planned. Like, don't, don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry. Remind me in thirty minutes in case I forget. Yeah. It. That'll, that'll be bad. <laughs> All right. So we just get right into it. Yeah. So the rules of the game, right? Tamid. Be vulnerable. Don't judge. I'm not that. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, oh, like, how are we gonna do it? How are we gonna play? <laughs> yeah. uh, we're just kind of just gonna go along with it. We're gonna wing it. Well, some questions it. can we apply to everyone? Mm-hmm. Like shotgun not first. Yeah, <laughs> he's first. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll just go along with it. Some questions can be addressed by everyone. Some will be like direct one on one. I guess they can choose whether they want to skip or not at that point. But yeah, we'll see. Bismillah. You guys ready? Bismillah. If it's direct, I'm going to ask you. Let's do it. Okay, it's quite a nice and easy one. Go this way, Starting off light. This just pretend he heard easy. Now he wants it. True. Okay, no, no. Okay, no. It's quite a nice and it's a simple one to start. So how do you deal with the pressure? Me? Yes. I guess we could go around in a circle as well if you want to go. How do I deal with pressure? Deal with pressure. That's yes. also a circle to be fair, so. What? I was, hey, saying, I was saying that's also a circle. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. We'll go around in a circle. <laughs> that's fine. It's yeah, fine. No. Apologies. Yeah, yeah. Go on. How do you deal with pressure? Okay, Bismillah. So how do I deal with pressure? Mm-hmm. I think... I think if you look at the seerah, right? As soon as the prophet became a prophet, he had pressures for the rest of his life. Yeah. And I think the most important thing to note about pressure is that you never ever let it paralyze you. Yeah? Especially when you're putting yourself out of your comfort zone. And this is the sunnah of life. If you want anything good, you have to go through the hardship. If you want a good body, you have to exercise. That's pressure from that perspective. If you want to lose weight, you've got to get on a diet. That's somewhat quite pressure. It's quite difficult to do that. Similarly, if you want to achieve great things, you have to put yourself outside of your comfort zone. And as Allah says in the Quran, He repeats himself twice. And whenever Allah does that, he's adding emphasis. He's making it a point that, yes, you're going to go through hardship, but with that hardship comes ease. And in fact, the scholars say that for every hardship, there's two eases. So when you like, when you as a Muslim, when you know of these verses, mm. and you know of verses like La nafsan illa Allah will never burden you with something you cannot handle, or you you see the hadith of the Prophet Ajaban li amrin mu'min, amazing is the affair of the believer. Everything that happens to him is good, and this is only for the believer. When you see these things, bro, these pressures, you feel them. Don't get me wrong, you do feel them, but you do not let it paralyze you, and you just do it. And that, I promise so you, you Keep powering forward with that in Power mind. through Power, power through, through. And find comfort in the Quran and Sunnah There's so much things that ba- Literally bring tranquility to your heart So that's how we do it You know, obviously We've heard it We've heard it You know um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Does not burden a soul more than it can bear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala After every hardship He promises ease for us But Let's say I am going through hardship But I've been going through hardship For years upon years And I legitimately cannot see the end of that hardship what is it i'm supposed to do what is the mindset i'm supposed to have how long am i meant to realistically have support for mm. so firstly allah says in the quran if you were to count the blessings that allah has given you you could never count it and i guarantee if you were to count every single hardship you have it's got a limited number so this is part of the rahmah of allah that truly if you were to count the blessings that allah has given you then you would never be able to enumerate them but your hardships have a limit, right? That's the first thing. So it's about tuning your mindset to always see what is best. Yerhamkumallah. And the next thing as well, uh, subhanAllah, this this is the essence of tawakkul, bro. Putting your trust in Allah. (laughs) You good there? No, I'm gonna die today. (laughs) Um, So this is is the essence of tawakkul, bro. Like, you know know of this verse. You know of this verse, but you're in, in the time of hardship now where Allah's putting that to test. Are you going to trust Allah and, and let go and just submit to this? 
Um, I think in Sheikh Rehan's class, you, you need to remind me. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's looking over. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you say it. You say it. Basically, we attend a mutual class. Pick it up so you can drop it after as well. <laughs> <laughs> we attend a mutual class, and basically, in that, um, it's talking about sinning, but you could apply it to uh, yeah, trials as well, right? To to hardships. So he it says humans will fall into sin, but it's a struggle to stop it and stay away, along with strengthening your willpower. That will kind of solve it. So I think it's in is it in the hadith, hadith eighteen maybe, or maybe somewhere in the ayat where the the form of uh, is it tusbiru or tasabbaru? I don't know what form it is, but basically one of the words for regarding sabr yeah. is used in the form of tafaala, and tafaala in Arabic uh, means to do something with difficulty, right? Mm. So you're having actual difficulty doing it. Um, so this 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 just shows like the uh, yani the, the trial upon you. To kind of have that tawakkul and to keep sober is something you that is difficult to do. Like this is this is understood, but it's usually at this point of extreme difficulty where the relief is granted. Uh, and this was uh, proof for this is in one of the ayat. I forgot which one. Um, do you remember? Riyad? It was like uh, um, I don't remember. I think in one of the ayat or something. Do you know the uh, translation of it? No, no. Unfortunately, I can't remember. But I'll, I'll try and pull it up <coughs> later, inshallah. Maybe you could put it in the inshallah. description or something. But yeah, just generally like the uh, the kind of uh, the divine relief will calm down at the point where where there's the extreme. That's so really so really so good point, especially like you know counting your blessings, mm. right? Um, that's really good, and also having tawakkul, right? I remember seeing it somewhere on Instagram, and it it's just a bit of a phrase. Um, it says uh, tawakkul isn't doesn't make the mountain smaller, but the climb easier. You know, because you know, okay, Allah is with me, mm. right? And oh. another thing is, is like, you know, in the Quran, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about his believers having sabr, right? What does he say? You know, he said, you know, my believers are sabr. Who, you know, who remember him? You know, who understand, right? Who understand that they're in a test? Mm. Who understand, and this is what is said in the ayah, that at the end of the day, they go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right, so that's kind of the thing. Like you know, I just wanted to go back to like the scenario. That's the kind of the thing, right? Like sometimes, you know, we are in difficulty. Like sometimes it's like, okay, I'm I, I know that I'm meant to have sober right now, but I legit can't see this Damn. problem, you know, resolving. And I, you know, how long am I meant to wait? And it's like you know, as a Muslim, it's very difficult. But this is a part of our, our test in life, in it. We need to really develop that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think the biggest thing is, I remember, do you know Malik, by the way? Malik. Does he know Malik? No. Okay, okay. I remember he said something very interesting. He said that, you know, everything in this life, everything, even like our parents, our siblings, our friends, everything as well, right? All of it, the purpose of it is so that we can understand our relationship with Allah. This life, everything is so that we can understand our relationship with Allah. At the end of the day, what if if you had two options? Let's say you were either person one or person B. Person one, he person has a chill one life. Person one would be mixing <laughs> numbers and alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> I just clocked that, you know. <laughs> nah, you, you gotta be unique in it. That's, yeah. that's what we do it after I'm school. Like right? Alpha as well, <laughs> Alpha Delta. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I don't even know how I did that, bro. Like <laughs> that was better. Right. Yeah, so you're either person one or person B. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Person word is someone who has a chill life, you know, they're chilling, billing, right? And they're happy, right? And person B is someone who maybe he doesn't, you know, his friends don't help him anymore. His parents mm. don't even want to see him anymore. Like he's in a difficult spot. But person B, by the end of it, because he doesn't have anyone else, who does he turn to? He ends up turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He can't rely on anyone else. So who does he end up relying on? Allah yeah. subhanahu wa ta'ala. Out of person one, one. and person B, <laughs> right? Person one has so many people that they can rely on, you know, yeah. all his friends, family, That's everything, true. right? And he's living a better life. And person B, he probably struggled his entire life. Which one would you rather be knowing? The one that gets you close to Allah. And, and yeah. the reality is, bro, everything that comes into your life, whether it's good or bad, is a test. If it brings you towards Allah, That's good. you have succeeded. If it takes you away, then you have failed the <coughs> test. Even if it's money, even if it's followers, even if it's poverty, whatever it is, mm. anything that brings you towards Allah, you have passed that test. And remember, 
that the Prophet Muhammad that this entire dunya is not worth the wing of a flight to Allah. This universe and everything that's in it, bro. SubhanAllah. Technical difficulties, huh? Go on, sorry. This dunya and everything that it contains, the universe is not worth the wing of a flight to Allah. Mm. And if it was worth more, yeah. then Allah wouldn't give a disbeliever a sip of water. Mm. Yet we, in our problems, we make the world everything. We make mm. this dunya everything. And when you look into the seerah as well, as soon as the Prophet became a Prophet and the torture started and everything like that, the only thing or one of the main things that the Prophet did was remind people of the hereafter. Because that's where eternity is. That's mm. where we're all heading, no matter mm. what happens in this life. Mm. And the point of tawakkul is that you rely solely upon Allah and whatever path your life takes to get to that final goal, <coughs> it doesn't matter. Because you're going to the same place, the same destination. Mm. And we inshallah ask Allah that it's Jannah to the Firdaus Allah Actually, and just a final example of mm. prolonged suffering or hardship is directly seen in Islam, the story of the Prophet Ayyub. Ayyub. Mm. Yeah, if you see him, he had a very blessed lifestyle. He had a wife, he had kids, he had a farm. He was doing very well. And then Allah, you know, gifted him with an illness that got so bad that he, and he lost all his children, his business, to the point where his wife had to sell her hair for them to be able to make money to even eat. Mm. And people would always ask him, you know, you're a prophet of Allah. Why don't you just ask Allah to cure you? Why don't you ask him for relief from your illness? Yeah, you know, you're a prophet of Allah. People doubted him because of this, because if he was a prophet of Allah, why is he suffering so much? So he lost his followers and everything as well. And he goes, his, his answer was that he is too embarrassed to ask Allah to grant him a cure as long as he hasn't suffered for as long as he's had a good life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was, he was just too shy. Are you in that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. SubhanAllah, it just shows in it. If, if any of you need an example from from history, yeah. Islam, you know, yeah. there's an example right there. The Prophets also suffered just as much. Imagine losing. Most beloved to yeah. Allah. Mm. Exactly. So it's and they were the closest Allah to Allah. So yeah. if you're feeling like you're in the darkest ditch for a long period of time, know yeah. that Allah loves you. Mm. Yeah. And know Fact. that this is something that's going to get you a higher station in the Akhirah, which mm. is the main thing. I think, it was it, I think it was Ibn Qayyim, maybe. I'll have to check the quote again. But something along the lines of, Trials shape a believer like pressure shapes a diamond. Mm. I like so it. that was, and the, the, just just a comment yeah. on the tawakkul part that we talked about before. All diamonds were coal until they got pressured. Allahu Akbar. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Your coal on this pressure becoming a diamond. Diamond. Subhanallah. I'm more than a diamond. <laughs> I'm a mu'min. Allah. 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 <laughs> 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 yeah, just on the part we mentioned before. Um, you know, Imam Ghazali was still uh, one of the greatest Imams of Islam. Mm. Uh, he um, he states that there's basically three types of tawakkul. He gives analogies basically mm. for the three levels of tawakkul, as in reliance, reliance upon Allah, right? So he says the first type is like a contract between parties. So you know how you sign a contract when you like buy a house, or whatever, right? Or like uh, when you buy an item, whatever. And you're basically like, right, this is the amount I'm going to pay. This is the item I'm going to receive. This is how long it's going to be. Blah blah blah. Right? It's just literally. This is what I'm giving you. This is what you're giving me. How long for, etc. It's literally just, this is it. Yeah. We're not doing more than this. We're not doing less than this. This is it, right? The second part is a child to their mother. Second level of the is child to the mother. Where the child, they're like, yeah, need, they need, they need, need some something. sort of things for their mother, and they can't really provide much, right? So they rely upon their mother to an extent. But when they get to an age where they're independent, then they can start defying their mother. Even when they're little, they can start defying their mother. So it's not complete tawakkul. It's not complete dependency. Mm. Yeah, you rely upon your mother to an extent. After that, you, you stop relying on her, right? You stop relying on her food. This like you can go out and kind of find your own food, do your own things, right? Mm. The final level is like a corpse in the hands of its washer. He says, oh, right, Imam Ghazali, as in its complete submission. As in, like when when you're, I don't know if any of you have seen ghusl before. I've never I've never seen it, not done it, but mm. yeah, you know, you can, imagine it, well, sure. you can imagine it, like where where the body is just obviously the body's dead, completely like lifeless. So when the washer is washing it, it moves according to how they're moving how their they body. There's no resistance at all. And that's the highest level of tawakkul, where you're just completely dependent on Allah to the point you're not resisting any of His will. It's like, this is the will of Allah. I'm going to go with it because I know that this is shaping me like a pressure shaped diamond. So it's one of those I thought coming on. Very good. Next, next, uh, yeah. next. Let's go on. Right, so he has an idea apparently. Oh, go on, okay. I'm big Pick a card. Pick a card. Anyway, right, I'm yeah. playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why well, you got a real bar? Bro, you're long in it. It's obvious. All right. All right. So who, who's, whose turn is next? No turns. We're just asking it. Oh, he he asked me a question. Let me draw one. Oh, okay. Right, go yeah. on. Go on. Draw one. 
Oh. Da, 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 da. Okay. I raise. <laughs> Is it a group Strange or one. Um, okay. What about keeping in touch with people do you find the hardest? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll answer that. I guess everyone can answer that as well. Um, personally, I think it's the. Not to downplay or anything, but it's the effort of uh, doing it. Like going out, uh, you know, making the first step as well. You know how many times have so has someone message you and you be like, "Wow, you know, I really appreciate them messaging me." Yeah. You know, but it must have taken a lot for them to get that to that point. I think that the initial first step and putting the effort into reach out to someone, uh, keep in contact with them, is a uh, is the most difficult part because obviously if you've not spoken to them for a long time, you don't know your situation. You might think it's a bit awkward, or you might think you know it's the friendship's gone or everything's gone you know it's in the past but it's actually not the case and so i think the easiest way or the best way to counter that would be always maintain a good relationship with everyone you meet and leave a good impression a lasting impression so that in the future you are still able to pop up to them with ease or you know talk to them with ease and it helps especially because when you're saying when you're doing such an action it goes a long way both ways for you and for them I just zoned out there. So you gotta wait for half time to do these things, man. <laughs> 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 no, it happens. It just happens all the time. <laughs> used to it. No, no, it's true. And it's like imagine, uh, it's happened to me as well. Like sometimes I've thought about someone like uh, in the past, uh, but I've never popped up, popped up to them or messaged them. I'm just like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. Mm. But then I think I saw a post or a couple posts where it's like, if you think of someone, just send them the message just pop up you know as long as you know you haven't had any fights even if you had have had a fight just go for it and subhanallah it's, it's gone a long way like sometimes i've done it i've thought about something like, let me drop them a message and they're like oh yeah actually bro um i've been struggling with something mm. and a lot of the time it's been happening and they're like and so then we'll talk and i'll be like subhanallah and they'll be like they, they might say it or they might not but in the moment it'll feel like I was meant to message this person, you know. It's mm. kind of like they made dua and, you know, Allah accepted their dua mm. by me c being able to come and help them. And it's actually happened it's many times. I remember one friend, you know him, because uh, he, he messaged me first and he talks to you about computer science. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, once, I think he just called me randomly at like 1 a.m. And then I was like, yeah, what's up? Is everything okay? And we're not close. I've we played football together a few times. He's a mutual friend. And I used to pick him up and drop him off, but we're not close by any definition. And he called you? And he just called me. And uh, yeah, and I was like, what's up? He's like, bro, I didn't know who else to call or to message. I was like, why? Oh, what's man. wrong? Yeah. And he's like, um, I know you do your podcast and all that. And, you know, I listened to him and we've had good convos before. I was like, you're just the first guy I thought of. I was like, subhanAllah, like, I'm honored, you know, like, <laughs> of everyone you, you thought of me. He's like, what's up? And he's just telling me that he's struggling with his, with his prayers and he's struggling with this and that and he doesn't know what to do. And uh, he said, like, uh, we had like a, what, a half an hour, one hour call. Quite long. And then I think he said uh, by the end of it, like he was almost crying. Man, like, alhamdulillah, it's such a good decision he made that he wanted to call me. And uh, yeah, you know uh, it, went, it went a long way. Yeah, no, he didn't. Yeah, give him a shout out. I mean, no, don't, don't. I'm joking, I'm joking. No, no, no. If you're listening, you know who you are. He thought he was going to do it as well. I'll message him today, you know. I'll message him today, bro. He lives at this event. His number is plus four. You know, after that, you know, I'm going to message him today actually and check up on him. It's been a while. You know, it's really beautiful. Like, with After School Dawah, you guys know, innit? Like, there's the other guy as well on the. You know who DM'd after school that way, innit? Oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. you know, yeah. I remember just having like um, he was like, "Yo, I got some questions about X, Y, Z, innit?" Um, and he's been finding it very difficult to actually find someone who will take him seriously with his questions. Mm. You know, uh -huh. um, because especially in our communities, innit? If your if your issue that your experience is, is kind of like mm -hmm. you know outside, yeah, taboo or etc. outside of the norm, then it's it's kind of something like dismissed very very easily so you know i remember this brother i had that i had uh, you know i was like yeah you know um you know give me a call in it 
you know so we had we spoke over the phone for maybe about you know half an hour an hour and and afterwards he was like yo subhanallah like you know um do you have like a donation link because i want to give <laughs> you some money because he was like yo i went to this person that person xyz i printed out all these documents and i was thinking about going over here going over there and it was very hard but you actually like spoke to me you know and it made me realize because hey bro we're not <laughs> you, know, you know who yeah. are we in it but you know at the end of the day people need someone to talk to and bro you know what this this cements so nicely that the relationships are so important and the way we can show Definitely. that is imagine you had everything in the world bro materialistically mm. but you had no one to share it with mm. no family no friends no no one like it's just you and materialism it would mean nothing bro it wouldn't have so any empty. value whatsoever so and that shows you that our quality of life is directly linked to the relationships we have with people and what are relationships determined by communication this is why people when they reach out to you all they want is just a shoulder to cry on bro and mm. it makes them feel better and to get take take on a bit of a tangent mm. what oh, did even, the prophet yeah. say about the prayer so, so when one of you stands to pray yeah. you are communicating to allah so when you pray and you have good communication with Allah, you pray on time, you focus, you have a good relationship with him. And if you have a good relationship with your creator, you're going to have the best quality of life. So yeah, that's two tangents there, but that shows you. Very well. And it's like, bro, you know, I say this a lot, isn't it? And it's like, you know, because, you know, I, you know, it's like in our communities, isn't it, right? When we're taught Islam, we're kind of taught it in a way where it's like, okay, you do your own ibadah, that's it. Yeah. You know, your ibadah and your social life, two separate things, mm. you know. And rarely we talk about the social life. We only talk about, you know, the ibadah, making sure that you correct your praise, which is important, isn't it? Mm. But at the end of the day, don't forget the emphasis, right? At the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He didn't create us as solitary creatures. Like, what's a solitary animal? Amoeba. Ami <laughs> yeah, so we're not amoeba, <laughs> you know, whatever that is. I thought you said amoeba, that's <laughs> sloth. You know, Saad might be a sloth, but I'm not joking. <laughs> you know, but as humans, as humans, we're social creatures. We're social creatures. We need social interaction. We need a community. We need dependence, right? Obviously, right now we're living in like a society which is encouraging independence and you know, you sorting yourself out all the time. But we do need that. We do need that community. Yeah, we do need that community. And like, bro, at the end of the day, like you can't do it alone you know i know it's like a lot of i don't know if you've heard of riyadh as well in it or you've seen it um you know a lot of muslims like let's say college time they're not very practicing etc right then they start practicing and they tell you like at university oh i started practicing at this time and then when i did it i did it by myself mm. you know i led it by myself and then they tell you that i felt very alone when i did it because obviously if you're starting to practice at some point then that means the people you're around are probably not people that are practicing right so you feel alone for me it was the same thing when i was in college i felt like a lone wolf i felt like i was the only person in the world i was practicing at that mm -hmm. time you know True. but the reality is like bro that's why ramadan is beautiful ramadan is the beautiful because is you have that and like so no it it doesn't it, it doesn't destroy your intention when it's like you know what if me and tamid are like tagging each other on whatsapp about you know fudge prayer like okay did you go Fajr today? Fajr today. When Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu and when they um, competed when it came to charity, mm. it didn't destroy their intentions, yeah, right? Facts. It made things easier, it made things better. And there's something that we should do. I don't know, that's another tangent. I don't know where that <laughs> yeah. came from, you know, but. Uh, no, no, it's true. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. Masajids are really good places to find community. And I've been trying to do this more recently where, you know, you just, if you, if you visit a mosque, like any random mosque, you know, like how you're out. Mm. You know, like, oh, that's the closest mosque to me, so I can just quickly go pray or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and in Manchester, alhamdulillah, it's a massive ni'mah, a massive blessing that we have that. Where you, if there's a mosque around every corner, alhamdulillah. So, you know, you find random mosques, and you just honestly go there, talk to people. And massages, so are, easy, mas massages are like the yeah. easiest yeah, place to talk to people. They follow a different madash. <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, bro. Yeah, Bengali masters. That's not really. No, no, just honestly. That's a sad reality, bro. That's yeah. a sad reality. I mean, we're joking about it now, but it is, it's a sad it's reality. Fun. For me, my biggest haters on, on my social media are Muslims. Mm. Yeah. In Masajid as well, the biggest haters for Masajid <laughs> are other Masajid. Mm. And the reality is, you know, we're going completely against the Quran where Allah says, Hold firm to the rope of Allah and do not be divided. Mm. And all we see is division upon division upon mm. division. This guy prays like this, this guy's like this, this guy's like that. 
And what's even worse is that this is one of the biggest challenges for reverts, bro. Yeah. Mm. The biggest, one of the biggest challenges for reverts, and I see this over and over again, is that they feel lonely. Mm. And when they come into this environment where there's division, bro, it does, certainly doesn't help. So we, especially as this generation who are, you could say woke mm. compared to, you know, the previous ones, we need to apply what we know and we need to mend this stuff. I think, you know, mm. so I was going to say that yeah. you're involved in a, in a, uh, a mosque committee, mm. right? And you're working to turn that upside down. So we, as a generation, we need to work together sure. to get rid of these barriers and make mm. Islam this welcoming one unit that it once was. Inshallah. So yeah, inshallah. Okay. I think just a fi final tangent before we kind of <laughs> no, uh, right. <clears throat> what, you, what you just said initially, because I was watching a video recently, short video by Subur Ahmed, online Dai, and uh, there's a lot of talks and stuff around the UK. Um, and he was saying, bro, that he had an incident. I don't know how long ago this was. I think it was a few years ago now, maybe. Where this black brother, he wasn't a Muslim yet, I think he was looking into Islam But all he wanted was a free copy of the Quran or something like that So he went to a mosque, yeah And he was walk. he went inside the mosque with the shoes on, right And now, this is a Pakistani mosque <laughs> Uncle there, got very very angry He said, yeah. get out, what are you doing? Apparently he started shouting, according to Subur Ahmed, he started shouting at the brother And the brother kind of was, was taken aback, yeah, yeah. he was shocked, he was like, what the heck Because he's a non-Muslim, he's not Muslim yet, he's just <coughs> looking into Islam all he wants is a free copy of the Quran or something along those lines. And so Subur was there, Brother Subur Ahmad was there. And so obviously he was just seeing this interaction. And he was mm -hmm. like, what the heck is going on? Why is this? So he was trying to calm, I think, calm down the situation of what, what with the uncle. What, and so he approached the black brother. He's like, listen, I'm going to get your number. I'm going to contact you. I'm going to try and, you know, get you a copy of the Quran, whatever. I'll take you to a different masjid. Wherever, wherever, wherever I'll do it, I'll do it. Mm. Never heard from the brother again. No way. Went the last thing we want, bro, is to stand on the day of judgment. And to face be Allah and be questioned, why did you do that to that and person? And bro, you know what? He was he was pointing out a very important sub point there, and he was saying one is the attitude that we show. That's one. The other thing is specifically towards black people that are coming to Islam. Black reverts have much harder time in in this kind of uh, circle than <coughs> the white reverts. This, like, this is very true. Wait, is, is that because imagine there was a white person? Like, what's the reason behind that? Because of culture Potentially, racism. Uh, Allah Allah like maybe, maybe it was maybe the Pakistani guy was racist. Mm. Allah, I'm not gonna say. Maybe he was very passionate about not having shoes in the mosque. Mm. But <laughs> you know, it, it 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 doesn't one. It doesn't justify uh, that I'm anger like that. There's a story of the man who yeah. peed in the mosque. Remember yeah. in the time of the Sahaba. Yeah. The man who the peed in the mosque yeah. and you know Umar al Allah was watching. Well, I just know the generals, but. Oh, should I say yeah, well, if if you want yeah, to specifics, yeah. Okay, yeah. So again, a direct comparison of this, and to say that this uncle really <laughs> definitely did not do the right thing, mm. and I think you know another reason for it is, you know, when you go to masjids, and you'll always have those, you know, elders there that are very very strict. Mm. You know, I remember Shafran, right? Mm. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I, I think you were there. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were there, right? Huh? What did you say? Doxed. Doxed. <laughs> I think you were there, innit? Yeah. Like, um, so after prayer, we kind of like had that, like, halakha thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. a circle, and we were like talking. Um, and, you know, we, we were like um, looking at hadith and stuff like that. Yeah. And I remember, like, there was this, like, one guy who just came up to us and he started yelling. Proper. He was like, yo, you know, we're praying sunnah and stuff like this. And you guys are talking about Islam. Astaghfirullah. Uh, what's <laughs> happening? You know? And then um, the <laughs> the granddad guy, yeah. he went off at him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, yo. And then what? Muftisab had to come on. Yeah, Muftisab had to come on. Like, like, yo, calm down. Innit? You know? And that's the thing, you know, like, they, they have this, like, skewed version of, like, what the mosque should be. Mm. But that's not the reality as a community for everyone to benefit. But anyways, yeah, so what Ahmed was talking about was a story, right? Um, so this was at the time of the Prophet Sallallahu right? Sorry, there was um, an elder man, right, who, you know, he wasn't a Muslim, right? And um, I don't think he had a very positive um, view of Islam either, right? And so he intentionally went to the masjid and he urinated on the carpet now we're talking about having shoes on the carpet like yeah. accidentally this man intentionally, intentionally. urinated on the carpet Umar and he was like listen let me pull out my him. sword he's about to kill him he's like i'm gonna decapitate this guy yeah right prophet muhammad said hold up let me talk to him yeah. right and he had a chat and he said like listen um you know you guys clean this up clean up yeah. the floor right and then tell him like listen you can't you can't do it here yeah. right this is a place of worship you can't urinate over here right and they spoke to him in a nice manner in it mm. you know and what happened after that did he convert to islam of course he did you know and it's like look 
you know, I think um, Tahmid, you said in the beginning, and I totally agree with this. At the end of the day, is like, bro, when I see Muslims, right, those who, like, not the scholars, not anything like that, right, <laughs> not the ones who come out here like me just talking, bucks, <laughs> you hadith, know, Quran all the time in it, yeah. right? Nah, man, when I go to like Shafran Mosque and, you know, um, Shifun Bay, I see like Shifun Bay and etc. Right, you know they're like the volunteers at the masjid, right? And I see like their character, how beautiful, how kind they are. You know that is what motivates me. That is what inspires me. And I'm like, I want to be like this person, man. Yeah, I want to know why this person's so sweet, so happy. Like you know, you can tell when someone's genuinely content with life. Yeah, and you want that. You know, actually, I was I wanted to just finish on that note. Shafran, you know, my local mosque, very blessed. Like since we've gotten kind of essentially a new committee new people coming on board younger people younger yeah. people we've been so much more inclusive and diverse it's like for example in ramadan we've we've started um this like program called taste ramadan it's where we allow non-muslims to come into the mosque and experience what a day like is in for us muslims in ramadan sure. like we we allow them to see what we do what we eat they eat with us we teach them about islam in the mosque and we get a very good turnout non-muslims and subhanallah it's amazing and I was going to say, like, we're, we're, we're pretty lucky to be able to, um, to have, have a community outside of school, outside of job, outside of everything. Because honestly, the mosque community is, personally and probably for everyone, mm. my closest and my best community without the mosque or without classes like Kif's class, Quran class and all that. I, don't, I think I'd be so alone. But yeah, yeah anyways, well, let's go on to the next question. I swear we spent like t- an hour on the question, but you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 the next question short yeah, that lama's gonna die soon anyway. Okay. But nah, it's been a really good episode, anyways. Alhamdulillah. I did not enjoy a pie. Okay, it's my turn. No, Sad's turn. Go on, Sad. Take the card, any card. Dun, don't, dun, don't show me a card. Show it to the camera. Don't show me a card. What choice could you make this week that would minimize stress? Sure. Minimize stress. Uh, Special guest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> answered the last Bro, question. Even if you close your <laughs> eyes, <laughs> or you turn it. No, I'm not gonna change. <laughs> Listen, I'm the worst guy to ask I'm the worst guy to ask this question because my stress levels are very minimal. I don't know how, I don't know why, but alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed me with the ability to have very low stress. You need to tell us a secret, bro. That's why we ask The secret. I'll give you an example. One day I had an exam. My parents don't know this. Make sure they don't see this. One day I had an exam. Uh, you know it was online, so it was from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I had, I was uh, sleep. I went to sleep the day before, like 1 a.m. standard time. And I woke up at I think I think 11. I stayed in bed till like 12. <laughs> oh, and then I got up, did with one prayed. I was like at 2 o'clock. I was like, all right, yeah, I'll start the exam now. And uh, I measured my stress levels the day before on uh, on your phone on Samsung. There's an app in it where you can measure it. I don't know how it works, but my sister's was like almost full on the red line. And she's, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. You're always stressed out. And so I did mine. Bear in mind, this was the day before the exam, and it was like on zero. <laughs> Pretty, like bang on zero almost. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it is. So, so maybe that question's not for him. This question's it not definitely for me. Is for uh, you, it's for the <laughs> first, all yours. You know, whoever whoever wants to. You can spin the ball again if you want. <laughs> what choice would you could you make this week that would minimize stress without a doubt reading the Quran? <coughs> Spending more time with the Quran. The Quran has a shifa, it has a healing effect on us, whether it's mentally, physically, spiritually, it heals you. It's the word of Allah. Simply reading it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. And there's many ahadith and many uh, verses in the Quran that, um, that, that, that indicate this. So if you're feeling stressed, pick up a Quran, read a few verses, recite it beautifully. And if you can't recite it beautifully, and you stumble and you stammer, you get twice the reward. Based yeah. hadith. Look at the mercy of Allah. So definitely that would be my advice on that. Oh, it's you, homie. I feel like you've got something in play <laughs> yeah. for this one. Oh, yeah. I'm going around in circles. Oh, I see. <laughs> one side. Oh, you go on. Okay, go on. Let's see what you got. Uh, to be fair, mine, mine was going to be similar to yours. Um, I, was, I was looking on Twitter. Someone, someone recently was just talking about how they used to read the Quran, I think, every day or something. And then one day they missed out and then they were just like depressed. Mad, sad that day. Depressed. They were mad, sad that day. When so they read it? or did When they didn't read it. When oh, they okay. missed out on that one day. They were like, oh, why am I so sad? And then they realized that they didn't read Quran of the Fajr. Um, and what was the ayat about ayat about uh, Quran of the Fajr? In Hoganah? Mashhuda, right? Mashhuda, yes. So it's, a, it's witnessed at that time. Allah, how it's witnessed, we don't know, but 
you know, just know that Allah is watching you and you, you're getting a massive ajr reward at that time. Um, <coughs> personally, I don't, yeah, uh, I'm like Dahmid, I'm not really stressed out much. Um, <laughs> I know it's, but where, I would say, I would say, I get anxious mm. when, uh, when things don't go planned accordingly. Yeah, but that's not all the time. It's it's when the thing is serious. It's mm. when the thing is very serious. If it's like, yeah, oh, we're going out for yeah. a shout and yeah. we're like Could half an hour late yeah. instead of on time. I, I don't care. Like today. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't <really> care. <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> like guys, it's, it's <laughs> one minute past. <laughs> <laughs> but but if it's if it's like something really serious, like yeah. uh, like it's happened for work a couple of times. There was there was like twice while I was working twice yeah. in the same week as well. I think. Where I don't know what happened, but I woke up like twenty minutes before I usually leave for work. Oh, no. I leave for work. At, I have to be at work at seven a.m. Right, six forty. I leave for work six thirty-five. I woke up twice in the same week at six twenty. Oh no! <laughs> so and I, I get I, I take like an yeah. hour to get ready because yeah. I have a shower, I have breakfast, I, I do everything. I can't get ready, so I was I was stressed those days. But alhamdulillah, you know what? I realized that okay, like I'm gonna do things from my side as fast as I can. This is the this is how I do it. This is the choice I do. Right. To get to work. I yeah. I, I I just focus. You should sleep early as well. <laughs> that as well. Well, no, actually, I I, I, <laughs> I no no. I slept early. It's just for some reason I don't know what happened. Maybe I didn't clock on my alarm or whatever. But um, yeah. It's just it's just about getting. You, you know that hadith about tying your camel and then relying on Allah. It's mm. just that man. It's just that you you do your best from your side and leave the so. rest up to Allah. You're always but you can't you can't control things outside your. Like it's like you do the best you can. In the end, you'll always find comfort in Allah's plan and your qadr. And you know what's meant to happen will happen. Exactly. And you know you just do your best and go along your path. Alright. So for me, right, unlike Brother Saad and Tamid, you know, I I, I feel like <laughs> especially like, uh, you know, I found like in the last two years because I ha- I've taken a break from university and mm. now that I got back into university, bro, the stress of it, like I'm like, bro, I can't, like back before then, yeah, I, I used to be one of them guys. I used to prefer exams over assignments. Mm. Now I'm like, bro, I can't handle the stress of an exam, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. But I, this is what I would say for me personally, right? Firstly, it is what makes you stressed out. You know, makes you stressed out when you are desperately trying to take control of something that you just do not have control over. Right, as Muslims, we need to adopt an external locus of control. I know for me personally, right, I remember there was a time in my life where I was extremely stressed out, mm. extremely stressed out. I'm like, oh, there's this this problem I'm having, that problem I'm having. I don't even know where to start with these problems, right? So what did I do? You know, um, it wasn't intentional. Like I wasn't intentionally trying to reduce the stress, but I kind of gave up on all that stuff in it. Um, but when I started, like, okay, putting my focus on, you know. Um, I remember at the time because my prayers were on point at the time as well. My focus was primarily on my prayer in it. Mm. I was like, listen, right now I'm just gonna make sure that I'm praying my five day prayers. So I was like, listen, I'm gonna get my prayers on point, and that was my whole focus. Like it was prayers, and I remember it got to a point where, literally, like, you know, when my focus, I was so scared of um, dying in a sinful manner. That was my fear, right? And I was like, look. My life is kind of like a bit of a mess right now. I don't even know what I'm going to do with this and that. I don't know what's going to be happening in the next 10 days, right? But, yeah, Wait, did you see? Yeah. All right. That, that's, that felt like I've got like but three more coming. <laughs> bro, you're well past COVID. I don't know what it is now, you know. COVID 20. <laughs> Leukemia. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, There's another one. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> Nothing. Um, gave it to me, you know. Yeah. But no, what was the allergic? Uh, yeah, I'm allergic. You, you don't know what was gonna happen next ten days. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen next ten days. But I was like, you know what? Right now, if I die today, for example, I'm gonna go to Jannah. That's what I want to know, right? So then I was like, look, at least let me let me make sure that I'm doing my best today. Today, what can I do? I can I can pray my five daily prayers today, and I can take my time with. It. I'm not gonna rush it. You know, I can read some Quran today, right? Um, I could read some Quran before I go to sleep. You know, um, if I want to, you know, I could, if I have the time, maybe I'll put on a podcast, Islamic podcast, maybe mm. uh, I've heard hour. of after school, <laughs> after school hour, right? Cool, eh? um, this was before after school hour existed. Um, but yeah, like uh, just small things, mm. but I wanted to connect myself with Allah. One thing I did back then, right? And uh, to be honest, I should, I, I should do again. Now I used to um, read one page of the Quran in English every single day. Every single day, I had a bookmark, 
We used to read one page a day. And subhanAllah, you know how beautiful that was? Because during that time, right? I remember during the day, I'll have a specific problem in my mind. I'm like, bro, I don't know what to do. Then that night when I'm when it goes goes to back to me reading, right? I'm open the next page. I've never seen it before. Talking exactly about the problem I'm having. It's happened to me as well, subhanAllah, many times. You know, many times. And at the end of the day, that is because it's Allah's book. Mm. Is his words There's nothing more powerful than it There's nothing Like logic isn't more powerful than it either If his words are revealed you know? to a mountain The mountain would crumble Exactly But yeah just going back to the question though In terms of stress We get stressed because we are Desperately trying to grasp something That we can't control mm. At the end of the day You know what really made it easier for me Was okay look I know that I'm doing what I need to do To make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy And at least I'm trying I know that I'm putting my effort in there so if I die today, at least I know that I'm dying in a place where I'm like, okay, Allah is happy with me. Mm. You know. Now outside of that, I'll do the best I can. Education, I'll do the best I can. Try and get a job, I'll do the best I can. Allah, I'll do the best I can. Right? I leave the rest to Allah. Just leave it to Allah. And I know comfort in knowing that right now my job isn't to get a job. <laughs> <That's what laughs> my job isn't to get yeah. uh, our first in my degree. Job is my job isn't that. Yeah. My job isn't to make sure to ensure my family's finances. All of these was that's not my job. My job is to make sure that I'm making Allah happy. That's Why that? it. Why is that? Hmm? Why is that? Why is that my job? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created me and he's the one that's gonna take care of all of those other things for me. All of those he's gonna take care of it. How does Allah define success in the Quran? Oh, how does he define success? Beautiful verse, very simple. Whoever avoids the hellfire and enters Jannah is the one who's truly successful. How do you achieve that? Basically everything you just said. And when you make that your goal, doesn't matter which way your life goes, left, right, sideways, down, up, whatever it is, so long as you have that vision there, we're all gonna die. And we're all going there. So very well said. Very, very well said, bro. May Allah bless you. Yeah. Uh, just one more thing that ties in very well with what Muhammad said. More of like a pra- seeing things from a more um, practical side as well. Uh, one piece of advice. You know, Jordan Peterson, you mentioned him before. I, r- I read his book. Oh, yeah. And I think his second rule, which is actually very impactful and I don't think many people realize it, is treat yourself like you're someone responsible for helping. Mm. Don't treat yourself as yourself. Mm. For example, if someone's going through a tough time, uh, let's say someone passed away and they think it's their fault because the situation was a certain way and they think they passed away due to them you wouldn't go to that person and be like yeah it's your fault you know you should be blaming yourself you should feel guilty about mm. it because if you if you didn't do that they wouldn't have passed away mm. no you'd be like no it's not in your fault it was out of your control or you wouldn't have known whatever the situation demands in a similar way you should be treating yourself that way people obviously be hard, too harsh on themselves and uh, they're like they blame they put the blame on themselves for everything and it ties in with the external looks of control that you know not everything is in your power ultimately everything is in the hands of Allah mm. and he sees everything and I think there was a very reassuring verse in the Quran uh, that it's like your l- Allah sees everything and your Lord does not forget mm. and I think this was like the, I think when this at the time this verse was revealed the one where it says and your Lord does not forget it was the biggest comfort for the believers and the biggest discomfort for the disbelievers and subhanAllah so yeah just always keep that in mind Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. Should we wrap it up? Bismillah. Yeah, sure. Do you have anything to say? No, really not. Let's ask Umar and then we'll go. Umar, I'm going to ask oh, you. Umar, um, um, give us some advice, yeah. innit? Like, give us what, some, well, some advice, man. How would you minimize stress, Umar? Well, what could you do this week? Now, give him a different question. Actually, yeah, let's give him mm-hmm. an exclusive Are question for Umar. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I'll let you pick one, yeah? <laughs> speak into the um, mic, Umar. Can I speak? All right, pick one. <laughs> Just put tap your hand on it. You can stand up, stand next to Riyadh. Yeah. Alright, go on, go to Riyadh. Do a limbo. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, feeling it could be really funny with this one. Limbo. Okay, <laughs> 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 Omar, you ready? If you want a different one, just let me know. No pressure. You ready? Say yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. He's, 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 <laughs> he's ready. What are you avoiding lately and why? I have no clue. Yeah, are you <laughs> avoiding anything? Not Shut really. Bed. Muhammad. <laughs> Video 
What do you mean avoiding video games? <laughs> it's opposite. Uh, working, <laughs> studying, <laughs> praying, anything? Maybe ask him a different question today. Yeah. <laughs> if someone is finding it difficult to wake up for Fajr in the morning, what advice would you give to them? Maybe play a scenario for him. Say, Omar, I'm Omar, struggling. what about you? Did you did you wake up for Fajr today? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, be like. <laughs> Omer. <laughs> so, 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 okay. so, so Omer, how how could you fix that? What what would you change that to make sure that you could? Oh, good question. Yeah, I would yeah, do whatever, that, anything? but like, I would normally not wake up if someone uh, does that. Unless uh, they use excessive force, like if I'm slapped or something. Oh, oh, oh it's getting too deep because the I'm dragged out of my bed. <laughs> but that's how I get out. He's exposed. That's, like, oh, that's okay, no, basically no. one of the. Own <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's got a good point because he's basically saying excessive force. No, no, force yourself to get out of yeah, bed. Yeah, no, no, because you know those people that flipping. You know they have those apps. Like yeah. A yeah. friend of ours, you know who. <laughs> but basically, like you have to, he installed this app ages ago, and you came down. I'm like, bro, I'm not doing that. It's like you have to take a picture of a certain thing in your house or whatever. Oh, that's sick. And they have to take that picture every single for time the for the alarm to turn off. And I'm like, bro, bond oh, that. I'm not. I don't. But really, it could, it could be a good, heavy. exactly. Yeah. And there's, there's different things where you can get. You can get this like mat or something where you have to like, if you put it next to your bed, and you have to get up. It has to sense your weight for like 10 seconds or something, and then like it turns off the alarm turns off. So like stuff like that where you're actually like forced to do so a certain thing. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's a good idea if you're really like. For me, I just set one Difficult. more alarm than what I have. If I have like three alarms, I'll set four. <laughs> but for me, I just leave it to Allah, bro. Yeah. Once you get out of bed, yeah. Yeah, that's much easier. But yeah, Umar, let's say that you know Abu can't wake you up. I can't wake you up. Um, and you know, like let's say let's say you're gonna be home alone tomorrow. Yeah. How how uh, um how would you prepare to wake up for Fajr? Uh, I'd do? set I'd set a little uh, an alarm, but would be really really loud, but it would damage my ear cells. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a plan. Right, nice. Sounds like a good plan. And you're home alone, so you won't be uh, <laughs> anyone <laughs> else. <laughs> You'll be waking up our neighbors for Fajr as well. What if your phone dies? I don't have a phone. Well, whatever he dies, he's got his, uh, his tablet in it. Oh. Um, but yeah, that being said, Jazakallah Khair, uh, Riyadh, for coming today. It was so a pleasure well, meeting you as well. We 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 conversed over DMs quite a bit, and uh, he thought I was sad the entire time, but is it? <laughs> minor, <isn't> it? <laughs> oh, but on, yeah. the, on the ASD account? On the ASD oh, account. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, um, I hope that we get to see you again soon as well. Inshallah. Inshallah. Really enjoyed this we'll, episode. Uh, we'll link his socials and everything. You'll yes, check him out. Of course. Likewise, of course. Inshallah. 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 So yeah, please do support us and leave down your feedback as well. Did you enjoy the episode? What what do you think would be a good shout? You know, what do you think is needed, etc. And mm-hmm. yeah, that being said, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, brothers and sisters. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.